you're zoomed out far enough to see that even though you feel afraid and even though you might not know exactly what to say, you can also see that there's enormous value in jumping into the conversation. It all seems a little bit overwhelming and a little bit scary, but at the same time, you have this opportunity. The more that you have contributed in those rooms, the more they're gonna understand who you are, what you do, how you think, and the more likely there's going to be some point at the future where someone is going to pull you in. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's so good to have you listening. My name is Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a professional in the corporate space, and I'm also a women's career and leadership coach. And it is so good to be talking to you today. And today's episode is all about meetings and all about finding the courage to bring your voice out when you are in a meeting and you're surrounded with people who have more experience than you. I know that this can be a very uncomfortable situation, a very difficult situation, and I know it can feel impossible for it to change. I definitely remember when I was sort of stuck in this shyness and when I was really afraid of using my voice and having a presence in meetings, I literally, like literally the way that I was thinking about it at the time when I was struggling with it was... I didn't even want to change it because I didn't realize at the time how important it was to get comfortable speaking in meetings. I just like actually was kind of okay with it because I was so unaware and I just like, this wasn't even conscious. But at the time, I my logic that, you know, was deep inside my brain was just like, oh, I'll just like be quiet in every meeting ever and I'll do good work and it'll be totally fine, right? And quickly my world was rocked and I learned really fast through feedback that that was not enough, you know, doing good work. And then like being quiet as a mouse in meetings was not enough to move me forward, no matter how good the work was. And that was kind of a scary moment for me. And I felt stuck and I felt scared because while I had the clear feedback that I needed to use my voice more, I didn't really know how to approach that. I still felt very scared and the feedback that I got didn't really help me with the how. And so if you're dealing with this, you know, this difficulty sharing your voice in meetings, this self-consciousness, I want you to know that you are not the only one experiencing that. I've experienced it. And I also want you to know that it's possible to change. Now, here's the thing. Change is possible but it requires effort from you. It requires you to go outside of your comfort zone. It requires you to take steps that, although they might be small steps to some people, they could feel like big steps to you. And so it requires proactiveness and willingness on your part. But the really good news is that fear of using your voice is not a permanent state. It's something that you can change. And today I want to share a perspective with you that I shared with a client of mine, and it kind of blew her mind and really helped her change the way that she was thinking about meetings. And I think this will help you if you are someone who has regular meetings with people who are much more senior. So here's how I want you to think about this. 
I want you to imagine that you have a dream of becoming a famous pop singer. And it is your career dream to get signed with a record label and put out your own music and go on tour. You want to be like the next Beyonce or the next Taylor Swift. And you've dedicated your career to this and you write music and you sing and you record in the recording studio. And there's nothing more important to you than attaining this dream of making it big as a singer or as a pop star. And I want you to imagine that every week or Every so often you go into a recording studio to record your music and you go in there and you sing and maybe there's like a producer in there working with you. But as part of what you're building, you go in and you spend that time singing. Now, I want you to imagine that you are on your way to the recording studio one day. You're getting ready to do some of the usual work that you do in there. You're getting ready to sing, getting ready to record new tracks, new songs. And you arrive at the recording studio and you walk in and you see Beyonce there or insert any pop star that you love and that you admire. And you see this person there and you're like, oh my gosh, like what are they doing there? And you are simultaneously feeling like really starstruck and excited, but also really, really scared. And I want you to imagine that that Beyonce in this recording studio is offering to listen to you sing and is offering to give you feedback. And in that moment, you feel very, very terrified because you're newer to this career. It's not something that you've done for a while and you are nowhere near the level that she's at. And so this feels really, really scary. And you have all kinds of thoughts about what she'll think of you and how she's so good. And it all seems a little bit overwhelming and a little bit scary. But at the same time, you have this opportunity to get this guidance and have this person who like represents your dream and represents what you're trying to become. You have this person willing to help you, right? And so in that moment, you have to make a decision. Are you willing to make yourself vulnerable? And are you willing to make a trade-off and do something a little bit scary to get this incredible gift of guidance and mentorship from this person who you so admire? And once that time in the recording studio is up, You don't know if she's ever going to appear again. You don't know the next time you're going to have this opportunity. And so if you care about your career as a pop star and your development and just the richness of your life experiences, if you care about those things more than you care about avoiding your feelings of fear or avoiding taking a risk or avoiding being vulnerable in front of another person, if you care about your goals and your dreams more, you're going to use that precious time and you're going to seize that opportunity. And rather than focusing on how scary and intimidating it is, you're going to recognize that even though, yes, it might feel scary, it's going to do something incredible for your career that you can never replicate again. You only have that moment and you only have that one opportunity to get this guidance and to have Beyonce listening to you and engaging with you and helping you. And in that situation, you're still scared. 
You're still terrified. You're still just this budding pop star who is very early on in their career and nowhere near at the level of someone as famous and established as Beyonce. But none of that matters in the moment because the value that you're getting is so wildly huge that you're willing to throw all of your fears out the window and just show up for that moment. And this is what is happening when you are in a meeting with leaders, with people who are intimidating and people who maybe you feel a little bit afraid of. And so often when that happens, it's so easy to focus on all the reasons why it's a bad thing and why it's so uncomfortable. And it's really, really easy to focus on your own discomfort. And it's really easy to focus on your fears. It's easy to focus on your own thoughts about what that person might think about you. It's really easy for you to indulge some of your minds thinking about like whether what you're going to share is good enough. And what's so interesting is that the pull of all of those thoughts and fears is so, so strong that you might completely tune out and turn your attention away from the most important thing about that situation. And the most important thing about that situation is that you are in a room with people who are doing something that you aspire to do. And not only are you in a room with them, which means you get to learn from them and watch them and observe them, but you have the opportunity to engage with them. And when you engage with them in conversation and they engage back, that is some of the best career development and the best professional development you will get even if your ideas aren't perfect, because it's not about you showing up for these people and delivering the perfect thing to them. It's about you engaging in an exchange and learning what it's like to be part of that conversation and getting feedback on your ideas and your thought processes and getting that feedback from people who have been doing this for longer than you have and who can really guide you and help you think at a sharper and sharper and more and more critical level. But you can only experience that if you join in the conversation. And it's so interesting because when you're sitting in these meetings, your brain will often forget that or turn away from that completely and think that there's just a whole bunch of downside and think that it's better to stay quiet because if you stay quiet, then you don't have to worry about sounding stupid or people judging you or not looking good in that situation. But what your brain is going to fail to account for is all of the downside of not engaging in the conversation and all of the growth that gets missed out on. And this example of going to this recording studio and seeing Beyonce there and then deciding if you're going to sing in front of her and get her feedback is so helpful because it really reminds you that you're in that room for a reason and that you're in your role for a purpose. And it's not just about that meeting and it's not just just about the fact that you feel scared to show up and speak up in that meeting, but it's about what that meeting represents in the context of your career and your goals and your dreams. And when you step back and see the bigger picture, while it's true that your fears are still there and while you will still feel afraid, just like you would feel afraid if you had to sing in front of Beyonce, while that is all true, 
you're zoomed out far enough to also see that that's not the complete picture. You're zoomed out far enough to see that even though you feel afraid and even though you might not know exactly what to say, you can also see that there's enormous value in jumping into the conversation because you get to be part of an exchange or a building of an ideas or a problem solving session with people who are really, really good at what you are trying to get good at and people who have been through many more things than you've been through and can really help you grow and develop faster. And when you put your ideas out there for other people to engage with and to respond to, it elevates your thinking. Just like singing for Beyonce and getting her feedback on what you should do differently or what you should do better will make you a better singer. Contributing in a meeting and sharing your ideas with people who have more experience and have more tenure than you is also going to teach you things that you don't yet know. And yes, this requires a level of vulnerability. It requires you to be a voice in a room where you are not the most experienced and you are not the person that's been around there the longest. And that is scary. And you can also make the choice to take action even if you do feel scared because you recognize what it's going to do for you professionally. And the benefits that I've been talking about, about you getting to be part of that conversation and how that feedback and just that dialogue with these more senior people will enrich your growth and development, that's just the start of it. I haven't even touched on reputation, right? Think about this. When you sing for Beyonce, you are now in her mind. She has heard you sing. That means that one day she might be missing a backup singer for a big show and she might need someone and she knows you're singing because she's heard you sing. So now she can be like, oh my gosh, that person who I mentored in the recording studio, let's bring that person on. And that one decision she made to bring in you as her backup singer, that one decision can change her entire life, but it only happened because you were willing to sing in front of her vulnerable even though you were afraid and even though you clearly weren't the strongest, most tenured singer in the room. And it's the same exact way for meetings, literally the same exact way. Everything you share is a chance for people to see how you think, to see your level of contribution, to see how you can undo a naughty problem. And I know that you have good ideas, and I know that you have a lot of fears that your ideas aren't good enough, but I'm here to tell you that the level of intellect and the level of thinking that you are able to do is really, really high. And the way that you know this is true is that you've done really well in your job, most likely. It's just that you struggle in meetings. And you make that struggle mean that your ideas aren't good, but really it just means that it's a new and unfamiliar situation. But when you are able to share things with people around you, they begin to understand where your strengths are and what it is you're good at. And just like Beyonce brought in that backup singer, they're going to have you in the file of their minds, in the archives of their minds. So when a position opens up or someone needs to lead something and there's an opportunity to get promoted or a really awesome project comes on the radar, the more that you have contributed in those rooms, the more they're going to understand who you are, what you do, how you think, and the more likely there's going to be some point at the future where someone is going to pull you in. And you cannot underestimate how important 
both of those things are for your career, how important it is to get that engagement from people around you and really become part of that higher level conversation so that you can become sharper and sharper in how you think and how important it is to show people what you have to contribute so that they understand your gifts and talents and so that you're top of mind for them when something down the line opens up and when there's some sort of big opportunity that you will get pulled into. The more you contribute, the more both of those things will compound over time and the more it will benefit your career. And it doesn't matter if you are shy, if you feel awkward, if you feel worried, those are all feelings. They're uncomfortable feelings. And I really empathize with them because I have felt all of them and I know how difficult they are and I know how much it can shut you down. It can shut down your body. That's why I recommend taking small steps, right? You don't have to be the person that is talking the entire meeting. You don't have to be the loudest person in the meeting, but you should make a really clear choice about what you're willing to do in the meeting and what you're willing to do when you feel uncomfortable and when your mind is trying to talk you out of it. And the best time to make that decision is before meetings happen. (laughs) It's not good to just come into the meeting and be like, okay, I'll see how I feel. And if I feel like contributing and if I feel confident and powerful, then I'll contribute. When you're waiting to feel good to contribute, you know that's a recipe for just staying quiet all of the time because your brain is always going to want to talk you out of it, right? So decide in advance. Decide in advance where you're setting the bar for yourself and set it low enough that you feel like you can meet it. Try to just contribute one or two things or set yourself the goal of contributing when you have a clear idea come to mind. That is such a good standard to set for yourself. So when people are talking and you have an internal, very strong thought or response to what they're saying, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have something to add, just have your goal be to share that when it comes up really, really strongly and not to keep that inside. And by the way, that idea coming up really strongly is a sign that there's something really important there and something that people need to know. And I know that you know this is true true because I know that this happens to you and then you hear someone else share your idea and then you get frustrated that they shared it. But here's the truth. That person shared it, right? So you almost have to, you can't get mad at them. Like you can get mad at someone for like interrupting you and talking over you and blah, blah, blah. But you can't get mad at someone for sharing something that was in your head (laughs) that you decided not to share. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if you didn't share it, you didn't share it, right? So your, your first step in this direction can be just to share the really potent ideas, the ones that are like, oh my gosh, I really want to contribute this. Those are the easiest ones for you to share because they feel the most true. They feel the strongest. They have the most gravitational pull for you to want to share them because they truly are important. So that's what I would want to challenge you to do. And when you're in that moment of your brain saying like, don't speak up, you might sound stupid, like you're not supposed to talk in this meeting, when all of those things are happening, just remind Remind yourself that you're in a recording studio with Beyonce. And for every minute you're in that recording studio, you can either choose to get value from it or you can just lay back and be a wallflower because it feels too scary. And I'm not saying that you have to like aggressively run at things that are terrifying for you. So actually, the way that I like to do personal growth and what I believe is that we need to break down big, scary things into small, attainable steps 
But that doesn't mean staying quiet the whole time. It means finding one small place to participate. And I suggest starting with the ideas that feel most compelling to you and that feel the strongest and build from there. If you start with just one or two contributions, over time, you'll get more and more comfortable and it'll be less about contributing once or twice and it'll become more about joining in the conversation and just fluidly and organically participating. So I hope that this helped you. I shared this recording studio example with a client of mine, and it really changed how she felt in meetings. And it's a really helpful way for you to zoom out and see the bigger picture because it truly is about the bigger picture, the bigger picture of what this does for your career and the bigger picture of how strong it makes you when you do choose to speak up, even if you're feeling a little bit afraid. So I hope this helped. Please feel free to reach out to me at any time. And if you want more of this, join the Facebook group. It's called The Art of Speaking Up. I'll link it below. And this month, for the month of February, I'm doing some free video trainings in there on stage fright. And stage fright is definitely part of this equation of finding your voice in meetings because it affects your physical body, which makes it hard to concentrate and can cause you to feel nervous or panicky. And so it's definitely really, really helpful to address that and try to shrink that over time. And if you experience it, you're like, yes, I know. Trust me, I know, right? It's a really hard thing to deal with. But if you want more help with it, then come into the Facebook group this month and you can watch some of my videos on that topic. I will link that below. And if you want personalized guidance from me one-on-one, I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me at anytime via email or Instagram to say hi. And you can also check out my coaching website, jessgusitcoaching.com. The majority of the work that I do is focused on confidence and presence in meetings. And the way that I do executive presence is finding what feels authentic to you. There's a lot of stuff out there in the world that tells women that executive presence has to look like loud and gruff and like really masculine. And that is not how I roll. I believe your most powerful voice is your true authentic voice. And so much of the work I do is centered around helping you shrink those fears and manage those fears so that your voice can come out and so that you can figure out what your authentic voice sounds like and feels like. Step one is mitigating the fear and helping get yourself to neutral so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming to jump into the conversation. And then step two is once you've consistently been able to show up and feel pretty good in meetings, then it's about becoming more and more effective and powerful, but in a way that is really genuine to you. So that is a really big focus of the one-on-one work that I do. And if that's something that you are interested in working on, I will link my website below and feel free to reach out to me at any time. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sending you all of the love. I feel like things have been really hard and coronavirus has been going on for a really long time. And I think a lot of us are just kind of hitting a wall or a little bit at the end of our ropes. And if you're going through that, just give yourself grace and remind yourself that we're all human. You're doing the best that you can. We're all doing the best that we can. And like all difficult things, it will pass. But 
just give yourself that extra little bit of patience and understanding to be like really messy <laughs> and to just not have it together and not be at your best because I don't think this is a time for us to expect that of ourselves. So I hope you can give yourself grace. And with that, I'm going to close this out. It's been so wonderful to connect with you. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that when you're in the room with Beyonce, you can sing with reckless abandon. I'm excited to catch you next week. I've got another interview coming up. And with that, I'm going to sign off and we'll talk soon. Bye.